Hello and thank you for supporting us for 100 great episodes here at the Navy Blue Corner. To celebrate, here is our interview with Dan Williams, someone you may know better as Pommy in Oz. He's a passionate bagger and he produces some of the best and most insightful AFL content out there on YouTube. We hope you enjoy. It wouldn't be a celebration of the Navy Blue Corner if we didn't include this next man. He's been our most frequent guest on this podcast and for good reason. He's an incredibly passionate Carlton supporter with one of the best footy minds you could ever find. With his YouTube channel, Pommy and Oz, amassing over 3,000 subscribers, a man affectionately known to many as just Pommy, Mr. Dan Williams. Pommy, thanks for joining us for our 100th episode. Jesus, where were you at my wedding? I wish I had that intro. <laughs> well, I'm available. If anyone wants to pay me, I'm more than happy to try and MC something. I'm going to have to get remarried again for that intro. You know what I mean? That, that, that's epic. But now, thank you very much for having me, boys. Honestly, my favourite podcast, apart from my own, um, oh, because I it. do have a massive ego, but I do uh, love listening to the Navy Blue Corner, boys. You are two of my favourites. So, pleasure to be here. And it's, it's great to have the youthful Lockie here as well, because usually I get brought in when Lockie's dead. Yeah, it's normally a you know if I hear that you're coming on a fake sickness or an errand I need to run <laughs> comes up, but this time you know hundredth episode I thought I'd you know be present. I'm I'm like the lucky plowman of this podcast. hundred percent. And look, this is normally a place that that we love to talk about ourselves. The ego is normally on us, mm-hmm. but this one's about you. We want to ask you a couple of questions, and like we know that your Carlton journey is a little different to, to most. And that's kind of makes me quite excited to hear your answer to this question because Absolutely. I'd love to know if there was a moment or um, like what moment, iconic moment for you, kind of got you to fall in love with Carlton. Um, that, that is like, because particularly yourself, you didn't have to get as invested in AFL and Carlton as much as you have, uh, not even growing up in this country. So I'd love to know if there's a moment that does stand out for you. Yeah, the 2013 final, doesn't it, really? Um, Judy, mm. how could I not? I mean, at that stage in my life, when I first came over here, my boss was a massive Geelong fan, was the world's greatest Geelong fan. So there was a point in time where Geelong were probably my first, well, I wouldn't say my first love, but my first footsteps wow. into AFL with him. Um, but no, marrying into a cow and family, even though my wife's a St. Kilda fan, uh, the door was kind of pretty much forced on me to support this club. But yeah, a, a man of judge calibre made it very easy to fall in love with this football club. And since then, um, I've had lots of on-ballers to fall in love with. Do you know what I mean? And Carlton players, haven't I? I've had Aaron Mullet. Mm. He came through. <laughs> Paddy Dow. Yeah, yeah, I've had a few. So do you have any... It's been, it's been a worthwhile journey. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I didn't think Aaron Mullet was going to be that second name drop. George Mullet. That's how it goes. Gee, Cam O'Shea, he shouted. He didn't get a shout out there. <laughs> It'll come. It'll come. He, he should have done. Stiff. Stiff to not be there. But no, it, and he built from there. So do you know what I mean? At, at that time, I just know when I saw that goal, and we all know what goal I'm talking about from mm, Judy, we know. I, I didn't quite know what football was, but I knew I wanted to be a part of it. And my love grew from there. And I'm one of these weird people that if I want to like something, I'm fully invested in it. So mm. from there, I went away and read stats. I played mm. um, AFL Live on the PlayStation to learn the rules 
And I must mm. have put about a thousand hours into that game because I found that very easy to Unreal. learn the rules when I was playing. And before I knew it, I started rattling off stats. And long story short, now I'm here and I probably know way too much about football, to be honest. <laughs> I've probably forgotten some really important things um, because of it. <laughs> no, absolutely I know you've already. That. I know you've already called out Aaron Mullet, so you've probably got the answer to this <laughs> to this next question. But was there anyone else from that kind of 2013 final era that kind of helped with that, apart from Juddy? Like, who are the guys from that kind of era that you remember as being your your favourites? Um, I, I think a bit later on, once I really started to get invested and really learn the players, Dennis Armfield is someone that mm. I wouldn't say was a great player, but I think his tenacity and his mm. commitment and those who watch my my stuff know that I've got certain certain weird requirements for me to like you. And one of them is really enjoying what you do and putting it on the line and not making me question when you walk off, did you leave it out there? And he was certainly a player, Dennis, who just, he always gave 110%. Mm. And I wish there was more players like that because you know he left every available talent he had. Yeah out on the park for the Blues. And we need yeah. more players like that, I think. Um, other players that ring out, Mark Murphy, obviously. Um, mm. I like Cruiser. Um, and my favourite, yeah. probably controversial, you probably can't say his name in public anymore, but Chris Yaron was probably my oh, first yeah. love. Yeah. Because yeah. seeing someone Unreal. run off half-back, I've got a soft spot for anyone who breaks lines off half-back. And Yaron, when he played for us, he was, he was, he was scary good, wasn't he? He was yeah. scary good. Yeah. So confident. Yeah, oh, just miss miss him. The way he was playing, he was he was something else, and could have been something else. It was insane. Um, look, we this is probably my favorite question to to ask on this one because we're very much in the Carlton Nuffy fandom, if that's what you want to call us, and we love talking about niche players. And unfortunately, you've probably seen the most horrific batch of Carlton players considering <laughs> the time that you started sort of supporting this club. But I'd love to know if there's any other, I know you, you spoke about Dennis there, but if there's any other niche Carlton players that you loved that maybe, you know, weren't universally loved or went under the radar, um, or even if there was any players that you were almost convinced were going to be superstars that just did not turn out to be superstars and ended up being delisted. And uh, like you were chatting to, us before we started recording are now doing your click, click and collect at Coles every week. <laughs> um, I, I suppose I've got to give a shout out because I became really like best mates with his brother through my love of this player. Josh DeLuca definitely is oh. a player that I was very hot on when we recruited him. Uh, I did a lot of previews on him. Uh, and like I say, through them previews, became really good mates with his brother. And like we chat every day, me and his brother. Big shout out to you, Matty. But uh, yeah, Josh DeLuca is someone that I always feel he's the one that got away. He's the one that got mm. away. And scary, weird Pomstart, the only forward in the last 20 years other than Matty Owies to average more than a goal a game. And a go I mean, a goal, a tackle a game inside 50 that results in a turnover leading to a goal. So oh, wow. that is a scary pom fact there. And <laughs> it hurts Josh DeLuca <laughs> I, I thought he showed enough, and I thought it's weird how football comes back because that was something that David Teague, when he delisted him, said that was a mm. primary focus and Carlton actually got worse at tackles inside mm. 50 thereafter. Mm -hmm. And that's something that Voss has instantly improved because 
Now you've got Harry Mackay averaging just under a tackle a game inside 50. Like, before you mm. knew it, Carlton have gone mm. full opposite. So, Josh is someone, yeah, that stand a, a, a pom cult figure hero, probably. I, I love Josh. Love it. Yeah, he was definitely one that we probably did not see the best of him, unfortunately. But look, let's move things to present day and, and take a look at the season ahead. What are your expectations for season 2023 and what for you has to change for us to make finals? Well, I don't want to play finals just. I want to be in the top yep. four. I think for me, my mm. path of the course is skirting that four to six mark. Mm. Um, that's where I am. I think that I'm right in 2022 as we made the eight. And I imagine the next logical step on the Voss plan was double chance final. And I think for us, that's where we've got to get it right. Uh, I think we showed enough throughout the year in pieces that we can compete with the best four clubs in this country. It's about learning that consistency. So I'm hoping, I'm hoping that I think the best way to miss finals, it sounds sick saying this, it's probably the way we did it. Mm. Because all the blame is on them players. They had a thousand opportunities to make that right. At eight and two, you're pretty much in the eight. Yeah. So for me, I'm hoping that pain catalysts them into another level because I think these boys are good enough now. And I think the time for potential <laughs> and the time for this guy could be good is over now. Now, I think they all are bona fide AFL football stars. And yeah. it's time mm. to go out there now and no shit slogans, no stupid sound bites. <laughs> Just go in there. And you know what? You've earned your stripes now. You've got the best player in the league, Crips. You've got the yeah. two yeah. of the best Coleman medalists now, the last two Colemans on the list. If they can't make finals now, there's probably no point having Carlton Football Club as a football team, is there? It's worrying oh, if we don't. <laughs> I do not want to go there. <laughs> well, it, it, it's there, isn't it? And we've gone mm. through the hard bit of the rebuild. And now you can say the rebuild's <clears> over <throat> because these players are bona fide yeah. AFL superstars. You'd say 10 of the 22 would play in any 18 in the mm. AFL, any club. Mm. So now, time's now. So for me, top four, top four are don't bother coming. Mm. 100%. So fast forward, fast forward where now we've made it, we've finished in the top four. Looking back on the season, who are going to be the guys that we're going to be like? They, they were the ones that took the step. They were the ones that, you know, made that leap. I think the big thing for me is when you look at Carlton last year, um, if you've played less than 10, 10 games uh, in the year for your football club, genuinely you, you're considered bit part players. That's genuinely the AFL statistic. Less than mm -hmm. 12 is a rotation. You look at the players at Carlton who played less than 12 goal games last year. I, I think there's a lot of players there that, I'm expecting to go up. So Jesse Motlop just played 12 games, mm. broke in towards yep. the end. I expect him to be good. Jack mm. Martin and Zach Williams are two guys that are on probably the different ends of why they annoy me. Jack Martin, because we've got him free, <laughs> so he's not really much of a loss, but he's really annoying. His talent's no question. Mm. He just gets them niggles. Yeah. Zach Williams came for a big cost, yeah. not quite fulfilled his legacy. But they're two players that I think are secret. So... To answer your question, I'm looking at the players. We know what we're going to get from your Docs, your Fishers, your Silvanis, your Crips, yep. your Sards. We know that. But what's going to catapult them to win this flag is that probably that bottom eight mm. who have been our bottom eight for too long, who shouldn't be. 
And that's yep. your Mark Pitternets, your Zach Williams, your Jack Martins, your Jesse Motlops. These guys can get 20 games into them. Suddenly, Carlton are a force. And I think that that is something that I'm looking for this year is availability is your best ability. That's what I'm looking yeah. for. Love it. Can you put your name behind one of them? Who's it going to be? I think Jesse Motlop, I made the bold call with Terry the other week. I think Jesse Motlop's mm. going to be all Australian. I, I think Bang. the one thing that separates us from being really good is our goals come from two guys and we know who them are. Yeah. I think we need, we haven't had one since Matty Wright, have we? Some guy who's not at all who can kick goals. And yeah. I mean, when you're saying Matty Wright's your best small forward for two decades, you've got massive <laughs> issues as a football club. Oh, oh, yeah. Right? Because because I'd be in the top five if that's the scale for one. <laughs> so Jesse Motlop for me, I think he showed enough last year. Um, no one's talking about him. I don't think enough as well because everyone mm. says always deserves it because of his pressure. Motlop averaged per minute more pressure acts than always. Body also averaged them goals, which is the knock on always. I think he mm. is our picket. He is our Papley. I think he is our X Factor player, and that's the guy that I think he's going to flourish this year and be a superstar for this football club. Yep. Love it. We've got one final one to wrap it up, mate. This has been great, but it's February now. So we've got all the optimism in the world and everything in front of us. So what's got you most excited as we think about this season coming up? The messaging from the football club. I'm not being fed any hopes and dreams it's not like a Mariah Carey Christmas song at the moment. It's more like a Michael Bublé one. The voice is selling it, and that's what I'm about. Um, I think there's a real steely determination about them. And I look at myself, usually at this part of the year, I'm at that crossroads where I'm like, oh, for fuck's sake, we've got another year of this shit. How, how do I get excited? And I'm trying to pump myself up with making ridiculous statements like, Carlton are going to invent the question mark or something. Now, now there is a real... From my point of view, a real confidence about them that I know they're going to do it. I have no doubt they're going to do it. I have no doubt yeah. we'll do this show in nine months' time. And we've won a prelim final. We maybe got knocked out in the semis. My brain is mm -hmm. telling me that that is the destiny. So I love the fact the club are mirroring that, that it's business. And these little things, the video clip yesterday, Kennedy and Crips mm -hmm. get into a stoosh. That is what yeah. I'm used to seeing when my mates are in my AFL chat going, oh, look at Dustin Martin. He, he, he's ready, Dan, and he's looking like he's working. Instead, mm. I'm uploading yeah. them videos of Cow and Training gone by, and it's Fisher and Cripps having a bit of a giggle in the back. Yeah. And I'm like, it's quite embarrassing, this. We look like a professional outfit. That mm. is what I mm. why my confidence is high. I think th the time for talk has ended, and we're now an actual proud football club again. Man United are doing the same thing. My football team, the pride is coming back there. They're actually looking like a football side who represents Manchester. Carlton now feel like they represent me as a fan base again. Love it. Yeah, no. Yeah, I, I mean, you've, you've nailed it. Like, I love that the messaging seems to be whenever there's any interview with players and they ask them these questions, the, the response just seems to be like, we just got to do it. It's our job. Let's get it done. And that is just a, such a massive shift in how it's been before. And it clearly shows that something's hopefully changed in their mindset. And yeah, it should hopefully be a really big season. But look, thanks, Pommy, for joining us. Um, you can find Pommy in Oz on his YouTube channel. Just said it there. 
Pommy in Oz. All the links to the channel and his socials will be in the show notes, will be in the description, all of that there for you. And yeah, look, Pommy, thanks again for joining us and helping us celebrate our 100th episode. Congratulations, 100 not out. We'll be doing 200 before you know it. <laughs> Definitely, Thanks, mate. Thanks, Pommy. See you then. <laughs>